Good morning, guys. Everyone, you're listening to the Almost Worth Listening To podcast. I guess that makes it uh, episode eight now. I think episode eight, yeah. Yeah. I guess if people are listening to it, then we're not almost worth listening to. We are worth listening to. Exactly. There you go. So thank (laughs) you for tuning in. (laughs) Eight weeks flies by. That's crazy. Yeah, no kidding. That's insane. Yeah. So today I wanted to talk to you, Matt, about, well, we'll get into your 75 hard because that's an ever-evolving topic. Right, right. But first, I wanted to start with um, something that I heard, I think it was a news article or something. Somebody calling for, again, more regulation in real estate. Uh, this time, it was like a, a mandatory 10-day cooling off period for all real estate transactions. Interesting. Yeah. I, I'm just hearing like a little whispers about it. It's not like a, a major news article or anything like that. But it got me thinking, like every time something goes, something gets a little bit out of hand in terms of like the markets... Generally, they, they regulate themselves, right? Right, which is, I think, how it should be. Like, you should let it, you shouldn't, government or anything shouldn't intervene with the real estate market by setting a cooling top, uh, like a cooling period. Exactly. It, they should just let it happen itself because I think them intervening and setting whatever regulations they're going to set, I think that will make... Yeah, not that they are going to set this. It's not something that, they, that they've actually said, okay, we're doing this, but yeah, like people are kind of getting so what to, is to the idea it. that they're the idea is basically people are buying properties for you know three four hundred thousand dollars over asking price or over the next closest right. sale price and that's not fair to those people so they should have a they should have a 10-day cooling off period where they can rescind the contract but when we start digging in and like messing with contracts between two parties who have Really, they have as much. I mean, I guess you, you could argue that they don't have full transparency into the market. But technically, if they're willing to pay four hundred thousand dollars over asking price, that is that is the market. Yeah, I think right? I think what someone's uh, the value of a home right now in this market is what someone's willing to pay for it. Exactly, because the the lack of inventory, the the current climate of the market that like you can't. I've had clients that when we're looking at properties, they're they're pulling up BC assessment and. They're like, well, it was valued at this. I'm like, well, no, that first no. of all, like that's from last year. And that doesn't take into account what's happening in the market. I said, market value right now is what someone's willing to pay for it. Because I could look at, I mean, I'll look at comps for the last 60 days, but the market's changing so fast that those comps aren't really that accurate anymore. Like you can't really go back 90 days. 30 days is really all you can look at. But even then, like all it takes is one person to come with an extremely strong offer, and then they just set the new bar. Exactly. So, yeah, but I, I do see like see it cooling down a little bit already. And, yeah, exactly. And what you see is the market regulating itself because yeah. what I'm seeing is the buyers, buyers are not as willing to go into multiples. Right. Like I've had, we've had two places, or actually three places, uh, that we've had listed where we've had three or four groups of people on the sidelines saying. Yeah, we're interested. We we aren't willing to compete. Right. Like we're not going to go into multiples. Yeah. So what happens is we get one offer. It's a solid offer. It'll probably it'll be like around asking price, and we we try to actually hit ask or you know hit hit some sort of reasonable kind of market value with our with our listing price. Right. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to put it put a million dollar property up for seven hundred fifty thousand. We're not trying to stoke a bidding war. Right. So anyway, yeah, we're seeing. 
the market regulating itself by buyers saying that we're not going to pay these outrageous prices. And that's what it takes. It doesn't take, like, it seems like people always want the government to stop, to step in and intervene with everything, whether it's a controversial topic like COVID, right? Where, you know, government needs to step in and, and, and make us wear masks or make us get vaccines or make us do this or make us do that. Yeah. You don't need, that doesn't necessarily need to happen. You don't always have to take, you don't always have to make some sort of extras. You don't have to always do something in order no, to, I, to cool I mean, stuff. I, Sometimes I think, it's actually harder to sit back. Yeah, and and I think if you look at what certain states in the, in the states are doing, like uh, the regulations are, they're living life back to normal. And, you know, you can kind of see that certain restrictions may not be the right answer. But yeah. a lot of people just, yeah, they, they weigh too heavily on, on the government because it's maybe a form of comfort to them that they're like, oh, we're being taken care of. I, I don't personally agree with that. And then, I, I mean, I think back to real estate, a lot of it too, I think there's just more inventory. I don't know about the North Vancouver market, but I know out in Langley and, and Surrey, there's there's a lot more to pick from. So when you have that, now buyers have options so that they, they don't have to say, okay, well, we like this house, but there's only one in Willoughby. Now there's six, seven, eight that they can say, oh, well, they all have a similar layout. Let's just kind of linger on the sidelines for all of them, and then we'll take a jab at whichever one stays exactly. after the whatever after offer presentation day. So I think that's I mean it's a supply and demand, right? You have way more to pick from now, so things will cool down. But I think a lot of people, what I've noticed, have almost been shifted down a, a, a bracket. So right. a lot of people that were trying to get into that housing market are maybe now looking at townhouses, and the townhouses are really taking off now. Um, I know last week we had a an offer on a townhouse, and I think there was like 17 offers, and it sold for well above asking. Wow. So starting to see what was happening in the detached market now happen in the townhouse market. Right, yeah, and we do deal with a lot more condos here. Yeah. So, I mean, we had one house in the last couple months that we sold in Lynn Valley. But, yeah, I guess for you it's basically almost exclusively how single-family detached, right? More or less, especially um, Langley. We do everything. Yeah, I mean, I've, yeah, we, we, we do everything. Like it's, um, I think Walnut Grove is a lot more single detached, but then once you step over to Willoughby, it's all townhouses, it's all condos. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it really depends what you're looking at though. Like I've had, I had a client that we looked at um, some condos and it was just, there's, almost zero interest and we got it for a great price but then you look at a something that's kind of below the 400s and those ones right now like anything below 450 i think is is hot that's not even a thing out here yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's tough to find if, if anything under 400 <laughs> yeah. under 450 under 500 really i mean you can find a couple but yeah it's not uh you don't have the pick of the litter that's for sure no i, I think like for in the f under 500s you can get Decently sized two beds, some two baths in Langley right now, which is fantastic, and it's it's growing so it's, it's growing so fast. Like Willoughby's insane, and it's not even that bad of a drive out here, is it? Like how long how long of a drive are you take making? Today was longer because I I think I got I, I like I think usually when I come here I'm I'm like just at the front end of traffic, so I'm just beating yeah. it because I leave at, uh, I think usually around like 7, 15, 7. So I'm just beating traffic. Today I was, 
it's crazy that, that those 15 minutes of running late that just completely changes everything because <laughs> then now it was like a, it was 45 hour drive and th- yeah but usually it's about a 45 minutes to get up, get out here or less okay, yeah. so it's not too too bad yeah yeah so then you get a, get good value for your money but then you have to drive out here so yeah and i think i mean i mean that's that's how that's literally how land economics works <laughs> right so. but I, I think as places like surrey central grow well, the value and langley and everything will just go up even more are you hearing anything about the sky train uh, especially in the langley side of things the yeah Surrey langley sky train it's supposed to be like the, there's word that it, i think they're going to try to start working on 2025 is what it's proposed for i thought it was moved up I thought the uh, I thought Horgan said that they're gonna move up the they're gonna do the whole line at the same time. Maybe I I don't last last I thought I heard was twenty twenty five, but maybe that, he's yeah that would have been a couple that. months ago. It was yeah. really recent that they changed it. But mm. yeah, I was I was um, it was my dad's a developer in Vancouver here, and I asked him, you know, if if he has any sort of insight into that because I I was looking into it for a school project a little while right. ago, and he said that just because they that. They don't really know what the OCP amendments are going to be, mm. and um, there are going to be there's going to be some land lifts involved. So, basically, if something gets zoned as one you know zone mm-hmm. or whatever, and you go and apply for another zoning, right, you're going to be charged whatever X amount over based off the new allowable building, whatever. It, it's it's a kind of relatively complicated so, calculation, sorry, but so it's very risky, right? If you if you look for, if you try to find a place that's, uh, you know, you, you think is going to be zoned one thing that, that's going to be acceptable for your project and it gets zoned something completely different, right? then you're, you're you know, you're risking a huge amount of uh, extra tax and profit. So sorry, but then that's in relation to the SkyTrain? Yeah, yeah, so they're rezoning the entire corridor. Of... Like Fraser. Surrey Langley, yeah, for, uh, just down Fraser Street there. Okay, because, yeah, I thought, I, from what I saw, I thought I was going to go down Fraser Highway into, like, Langley City, almost behind the casino area. Yeah, it ends at, like, 202, 202nd yeah, Street, something like, something like that. that. Yeah, because yeah. I know a lot of, like, the pre-sale projects, that a lot of their main marketing tool has been by the proposed SkyTrain. Yeah. So it's just, it's just a matter of when that happens, but I think it needs to happen soon because... Other than that, you your only transit, I think, would be going through to the Willoughby um, bus loop, and then from there you take. I, I don't know. I don't know transit well enough. So no, but it, it's not as efficient as it should be, especially with Langley growing at the rate it is. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's why they decided to just go do it all in one go. And so 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 then it'll be sooner. You think? I think it would probably be complete by twenty twenty five, from what I saw. Okay. I think they're trying to start at 2022. Oh, so maybe that's what, what I, I saw. I, okay, so three years to build that. That's yeah, I'll, well, I'll follow up on that. I'll, yeah. I'll make sure. But like last I heard, and I think last I was looking at it was like in March or something. Okay. And they announced that they're going to be doing the whole thing in one go. But Oh, that's awesome. Anyway. Good. We're not going to sit here and speculate and give you okay. fake, fake news or anything. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice traffic days in Langley then once that starts to happen. Oh, yeah. Be excited for that. It'll blow up there too. Yeah. Like I said, not yet because they're still waiting on the sidelines to see what the OCP changes are going to be, especially right. in Surrey. So. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so seventy-five hard. You texted me a couple days ago. Yeah. You get. You told me what was it? The text was uh, 
day 15 and then like the death emoji yeah the skull face yeah so yeah. tell me about that <laughs> day 15 16 and then today's 17 they've been tough just yep. tired like i wake up and i feel like i haven't slept it's I, I i'm assuming it's my body adjusting to the workouts every day um i mean i don't really know what else would be causing the fatigue because I, even though I'm following a diet, I'm still eating, I would say, just under, like, my whatever, the calories that I should be eating. Like, I'm not under, I'm not in a crazy deficit yeah. that would be causing me to be tired. I'm eating probably about 2,500 calories or roughly, or maybe a little bit more. And my carbs are still quite high. So I think it's just the two workouts a day that are just killing me. It's the, yeah, it's a consistent beat down that you're giving yourself, which is the whole point of 75 hard, technically. But yeah, day fifth day, I think for me, it was like day 14. And I wish I had taken better notes when I, when I had done it. Like, yeah. If I had something like this, this podcast, that would have been just ideal. But yeah, day 14 to like 18, 19, 20, I think was really, really tough. Yeah. Just that stretch because your body's beat down from from doing it so much but it's not quite used to you know the new regulations let's just say you're putting yeah (laughs) yeah, yeah. through and uh yeah it it just kind of catches up to you like for me it was the third day was really really hard and like the the, sorry the the third day the third day okay it was really hard for me but uh yeah where you're at right now is definitely not an easy stretch and then like basically once you hit a month you kind of go oh okay cool whatever yeah. Day 30-ish. And then it's kind of, for me, it was kind of mundane. Same thing every day from for the next month or so. Yeah. Until, well, I guess next 20 days or so until you hit day 50. And then day 50, you kind of go, shit, like I, I, I can see the progress. I can see what, I've, what I'm starting to learn. And it makes sense. Like I got through the really tough stuff. Right. Some of it's easy. Some of it's not. And then you really start to get that kind of self-discovery and understanding of the program then. Right. Okay. Because, yeah, for me, the first two weeks were, I would say, kind of a breeze. Like, I was, like, kind of, like, on. everyone says, like, you kind of get a high from it. Like, you're just all hyped up. You're in the honeymoon stage. So yeah. I was I was fired up doing the two workouts a day. Um, it, was, it was cool. But then I think that, so it would have been the night, the night of the 14th, I was just completely off track on, on my day. And... We had a rainstorm that day, and I had to do my walk Ooh. slash run yeah. at ten thirty at night ish, maybe a little bit later because I was so behind on my day. Ouch. So I was like, "Oh man, I'm gonna have to do this now." So I went home because I had just finished the gym. Went home, had to work a little bit, and then I was like, "Okay, I still have to read and do my run." So I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna read now because if I go do the walk slash run, I'm gonna be exhausted," and I. Like it just prob- I probably won't read. So I sat down, read, got the rain jacket on, got a freaking reflective vest on, and I just went at it. And I got back. Didn't really get to sleep till about 12-ish, maybe a little bit later. And then you're doing it all again the next day, And then right? the day after, that would have been day 15 when I texted you saying, like, this sucks because I was so tired from the night before. Yeah. Just my sleep schedule got all messed up. I'm still off of my sleep schedule right now because of that one night. I usually like to be in bed by 10, 10.30, and then lights off by 11. So that extra hour is just kind of, it's really fucking with me, to be honest. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that was tough. Then the, yesterday was brutal again. 
I think still riding off of the the day 15. Um, yesterday was tough. Like I had to take a 15 minute nap during the day and it was just, I couldn't focus. I, yeah, I, I was really struggling yesterday. So I'm hoping that today after I have a, a couple morning coffees, I can get somewhat back on track and then we'll see, we'll see how it goes. But, uh, these yeah. ones have been tough. Yeah. But those are the, uh, those are the test days. Right. right. And, and then on top of that too, I, I was getting tired of my workout plan as well because I, I hit a point in my training that I was kind of just going to the gym and I'd be like, oh, what do I feel like training today? Okay, whatever. I'm going to do chest today. And then the day after I'll be like, okay, well, I'll do arms and then I'll do back and then chest again. And there was really no routine that I was hitting every muscle group properly. So I was online. I saw one of the guys I follow. Uh, he he does like fitness challenges throughout the year. So he did the eight-week uh, summer challenge and I bought that it was like you get eight weeks of workouts and it was like 60 bucks or something so not too bad there's the app so I've started doing that now and what type of workouts are they um here I'll pull them up so like as of right now you're doing a upper body day a lower body day then today I have another lower body day but it's called like a IWT, so that stands for interval weight training. So today's workout will be three rounds, 20 kettlebell swings, two minutes max effort on the rower, rest for two minutes, then back to kettlebell swings for another 20, two minutes max effort on the rower, and you do three rounds of that. Oh, so kind of like some CrossFit type stuff, yeah. right? and then you take a break, and then you do goblin squats with a 400-meter run, three rounds of that, and then... um a core circuit and then lower lower body mobility Send so me that because i'm also kind of in this rut where i'm just like training for the sake of being at yeah. the gym and doing what i feel like right and so it's it's and then like once i start back tomorrow it'll be another upper body day which is most of it is like bodybuilding style training but you do get that crossfit right. style day thrown into it which for me it's it's a nice mix because i'm not used to that type of training at all so um yeah, it's 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 different, which I really enjoy. So I think um, that on top of the seventy five hard, I'm hoping to get some pretty decent results out of it. And what's what's Monday looking like for you, Memorial Day? Um, I haven't even planned that far. Well, have a look because Memorial Day Murph <laughs> coming up. I got a plate carrier. Yeah, twenty pound plate carrier. Got one of those five eleven tactical ones. Oh right, yeah. Those things stick to you like they're crazy. Yeah, yeah. They they don't move. So you do. What did you um? So I just got it a couple like a week ago or so. First day I got it, I went for a one mile run, which is specifically actually it's crazy because I from my house to the corner store. Right. It's exactly a mile. Oh really? Yeah. Like, not plus minus like two or three steps. Like exactly nice. a mile. It's crazy. But anyway. Solid. So it took me about nine minutes, nine and a half minutes. And then I posted my thing. Like I posted it on, on the gram on my story. And then I got this message. My buddy's like, you're slow. I'm like, but it's with a, a 20 pound freaking vest. <laughs> yeah. What a dick. That's a di my buddy <laughs> I feel like Darren. right now I'm probably running like with a, with a 20 pound vest on because I'm, I'm much it's heavier so than different. I want to be. Like 20 pounds doesn't sound like a lot. No, it doesn't. But it's so it's so different. It changes like it changes everything. It's like right. instead instead of running 
because like when you're running at your regular body weight that you normally you know walk around at yeah your body's kind of used to it you just run at whatever pace but for me the, the best thing i can compare running with a plate carrier to is um you know when you're when you're rolling when you're yeah. doing jujitsu and it's like full body right fatigue right. for because like, you're going full out mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. That's 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 kind of the same feeling. It's like it's a full body kind of exercise, even though it's just a run. Right. Interesting. It's very yeah. It's 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 it's, it's an interesting little feeling. So I did that, and then I did the very next day. I went and and you're also engaging different muscles, different muscles in your legs. At least that's what it feels like, right? Yeah. Anyway, so the next day I did some squats, and I haven't done squats in like three weeks or so, like heavy ones at least. Um, like I did squats with like a ninety pound kettlebell, which was fine it's it's something to get moving but right. yeah it's a lot different when you're putting actual weight on an bar, actual bar and, yeah. and all that so anyway so I did, I did those and then after that i did like these burpees to pull-ups okay. with the with the plate carrier okay and the next day i could not move my <laughs> legs were absolutely dead yeah that's just, yeah, i feel like that right now so no, no no like i literally like could not get off up, up off the couch really it was so bad wow i couldn't go to jiu-jitsu in the morning because you're that sore it was that bad yeah do you stretch after you finish all that though no see that's what well, i that's, do a cool down usually but i didn't do it this time like i do like a like a rower or like an assault bike type of thing but okay. i didn't do it this time yeah see like the nice thing with this program here is that it actually includes a mobility at the end so that's something that i've never really focused on yeah i need to focus on and that. to me it's helping a lot so i mean still after my leg day from two days ago i'm my legs are hurting a lot today like but again i was ne- i neglected legs because i just don't enjoy doing legs and i'm like ah oh, whatever my legs are fine i'm not gonna train them but it's so important to do them just for the, the hormone release that you get from doing it yeah. everything it's it's and it's such heavy weight right too. Yeah, good good for you put some hair on your chest Exactly, exactly. But um, yeah, so today's day 17. So we'll see how how this goes. I think it's I'm still feeling pretty tired right now, which I don't like. I like to the first two weeks I was waking up at 6am with so much energy. Yeah, feeling fresh. Yes. And after it. And now I'm like, fuck, I don't want to wake up. This is tough. So I'm hoping I can get back on that honeymoon stage or, or something. Yeah, you just drop again. into a routine type of thing. Like yeah, you're not gonna go back to the honeymoon stage, but you're just gonna do it. It's it's just whatever. Yeah, like your body gets used to it. You get you're less sore. You're just fine at that point, and you just deal you with just being go. tired. You just go. No, well, you don't even deal with being tired. Your body just kind of adapts. That's like your na- well, it's almost like your natural state. Not that you're mm. like constantly walking around tired or anything like that, but your body just, just is used natural. to doing the two workouts a week, so it just adjusts exactly. Properly. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I started reading his book now, too, so I'm hoping that all of that okay, together yeah. will just, it'll get me going again. Yeah. Okay. But, so next week I should be in the, let's see, I'll be in the, definitely in the 20s, so we'll, uh, I'm, ho- I'm excited to get to that halfway point. <laughs> so next week, oh, geez, next week will only be day 24, so got a long ways yeah. to go. Well, it's, it's funny because it's not a halfway point. Like the halfway point is not like an actual halfway point. It's it's mathematically it's a halfway point. But okay. But like like I said, like the program is so different as it evolves, as your training evolves, as your right. kind of mindset evolves. That it's it's not so a halfway, halfway point. You just you don't. You, like it, yeah, you don't it's feel halfway. like you're halfway done because it 
get, get because it gets harder? No, or? no, no. Oops. Uh, not that it gets harder. It gets different. Okay. Right. So, so you, like, you truly feel different phases yeah. throughout the program. Oh, yeah. Okay. Not even, it's not even like in retrospect, like you feel different phases. Like you, t- you actually like feel different phases as you're going through it. Interesting. Okay. Well, I mean, as you're finding out right now, like it's hard as fuck right now, right? Yeah. 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 It wasn't that hard on day eight. No. Like you were fired up on day eight. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a long journey ahead. It's, yeah. Which is fun. That's the whole point. Yep, exactly. Otherwise, it would be called 75 easy. Or 75 Or 10 soft. easy. Or 14 <laughs> easy. Or, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked still. It's powering through it. Yeah. So. Good. Actually, go back, going back to mobility stuff, because I just had a little warning here on my, my computer saying that we're running out of disk space, but we're oh. all good. It's no factor. <laughs> I got this external awesome. drive. So I didn't ask you the question that I meant to ask you. When you say mobility... And that you struggle with it. What do you struggle with? Because, like, for me, um, I'm super hamstrung. Okay. Like, I, I can't. Like, when I bend over, uh, like, basically, my my back arches first. And my hip, my, my hamstrings don't let me kind of go down far enough. Okay. At my hips. So, my back starts to kind of do a little bit of a bend. Right. So, what I have is called um, uh, anterior pelvic tilt. So, basically, what it is is, like, if you think of like your kind of midsection as an X, so this would be up here, like your your abs and glutes are the one side of the X. Okay. And then your lower back and your like hips at the front here are the other side of the X. So they're imbalanced. Like they should all be almost in balance so that your so your back is straight because they all kind of they'll all somehow pull your back in a certain way okay so for mine my glutes and abs and core are weak and then my lower back is extremely tight as well as my hips so what it causes my hips to tilt forward so it actually shoots my back oh so like i don't have my posture if you look at it it goes up and then my back shoots back it's really strange oh so that for me it causes tons of like back discomfort right and then i think with just trying to compensate for that like my hammies are extremely tight too so i've been like trying to do yoga throughout the week to try to loosen things up and then i've been following a few exercises to try to fix that and do you find any sort of how how long have you been doing this actually i've only been working on it for about two weeks okay um so not enough to actually notice anything um, but I think just with the training now changing as well to try to focus more on legs and glutes, I think all of that as well with the, the proper stretching, I should be able to do some sort of fixing to it. So you but. heard it here first, Matt skipping leg days. Oh, he yeah. was, he was, but he's not anymore oh, because no, I'll, 75 I'll, I'll hard totally straight on the straight and narrow with the I'll, leg days. I'll trust me, I'll, I'll, uh. Admit it, because I have buddies that they train legs religiously, right. and then they look at my legs and they're like, "How you don't train legs?" I'm like, "Yeah, dude, I probably haven't done legs in the last six months." So yeah, I'll go that long without doing legs. Dude, I went like I said <laughs> three weeks without heavy squats, and I was dying. Oh yeah, <laughs> when I'll, I got I'll back, I can't literally imagine. go long periods of like months. So if you doing went and legs. squatted right now, what are you what are you squatting? I could probably just throw on two plates and be fine right now. Um, I, I did front squats the other day. I got up to a plate and a 25, but when I was doing legs religiously, like I could, I was able to get up to four plates Wow, nice. and 
be like rep that quite easily. But I I just didn't enjoy doing legs. Right. I just the I don't know. I I got to the point that I wasn't even getting sore. Like you know, at the beginning you get sore for like two, three, four days after you're like, holy. Oh shit, yeah. Sucks. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I wasn't getting that, but to me it's just I don't know. It was boring for for me to train them. So I was like, ah, oh, whatever. They're big big legs from hockey, so I didn't feel like oh, I needed yeah, right. to, and I just kind of left it at that. But now I'm kind of paying for it, so. Yeah. 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 I, so you said that you got bored of workouts and stuff. Like, so did I. And that's when I started doing, like, CrossFit type stuff where I was just, like, okay. going full out at the – so I would do, like, my compound lifts. Like, I would do my uh, – I don't know, like, I'd be I'd bench, right? Yeah. Just do my bench, like, do all the rest, rest that I needed in between, whatever the case may be. And then after, for the last, I don't know, 15 minutes, 10 minutes or so, I would just do, like – and as many rounds as possible type of thing where I'd go like, I don't know, as many pull-ups, or, or sorry, do like 10 pull-ups, uh, 10 box jumps, I don't know, 10 sit-ups, and mm-hmm. just do that as fast and as hard as possible for like 10, 15 minutes. And okay. I loved that. Interesting. It was okay. so awesome. Like, And I felt my fitness level just improved so much because like it's also, it's workouts that you wouldn't normally just do. Like you wouldn't just whip out the box jumps. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> And I think too with like, I mean, your body adapts so quickly that when you're when you fall into that trap of being bored of your workouts and and doing the same thing over and over again, it gets even worse because you hit a point that your body's just adapted to it, so you're not yeah. seeing any change. There's no results, and then you kind of get down on yourself. You're like, ah, oh, none of the what I'm doing is working. This is whatever. You you kind of just go to the gym to be like, oh, I went to the gym, but you're not actually getting every everything that you should get out of it. So that's why for me, changing up that workout plan, that it's completely different to my body. I've really never done anything that has the CrossFit stuff in it. The weight reps for this one are completely different too. And so I just like that it's all there for me and I don't have to think about it. I just look at the app and go. Nice. Yeah, so, send me that. I want to try that. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. It's it's good. So I'll, uh, I'll send you the link and then you can maybe try it out. I will, yeah. How about golf? Have you done any golf lately? I've golfed twice in my life oh, dang it. yeah i it's something i've wanted to get into but i just don't have the patience to be entirely honest that's a real mental game yeah big time and i noticed that like because I, I started getting or i was sort of into it because my grandpa and my uncle my uncle's a freaking huge golfer like he's got his whole during uh covid quarantine okay. um because he's in ontario okay during that he like got his whole like setup his whole simulator and all that Okay. Because they're all shut down there. They can't even go to golf courses. Right. Which doesn't make any sense whatsoever. No, it doesn't. Like, the, literally the most social distancing game in the entire history of the earth. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can't think of another. There's nothing. Tennis, maybe. Even that. You're pretty, you're relatively close in terms of, like, how big is the tennis I guess court. the court beside you, but that's it. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've tried uh, a year and a half ago I went and I think I think for me what I'd have to do is I'd have to go get lessons so I can learn the basics because I have no basics you would have to completely forget how to like what you want to do is you want to like do a slap shot type right. of thing you would have to completely forget that right that's what uh, whoever I was golfing with was telling me they're like forget all your hockey me- mechanics yep and this is completely different so 
again, I, I tried to do it, but when you're learning from people that aren't golf experts, you're kind of picking up on their bad habits mm-hmm. or they're not seeing exactly what you're doing wrong. So I think for me to get into it, I'll have to do some sort of lessons, pick up the basics, and then from there start playing. Yeah. It's um, such a cool sport because it's so precise. Right. And you have to you have to be really in tune with how your body is working. And like when I was a kid playing golf, like I had no clue, right? Yeah. You're just like, oh, swing the, you know, swing your club. But right. there's so much to it. And yeah. uh, it's also like super super frustrating when you when you don't have a good round or don't have a good good hole good swing even or good or one good shot right like you you can get jammed up so quickly and it just translates if you let it it'll translate for the rest of the round so you got to really keep your head on straight so are you when you play are you playing to play with the boys and go and crush some beers and i can't do that i'm too competitive okay with myself though i'm not like oh i have to like beat all the boys i'm like I have to just I have to play well, yeah. On this course, like I, I can't drink a beer. Okay, of course. Because I know some people that they go and they just get absolutely dummied by the end the time they're done. I'm like, how, are you playing a sport or are you drinking? Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. What are you doing? Like, exactly. Come on. Yeah. Like what's your is this is an excuse? Yeah. No, I drink? honestly I can't even do that. I think I've done that once at like some shitty golf course that I didn't even care about. Okay. But like anytime I go to anywhere serious. No. So you take it quite seriously then. I just automatically take it seriously. Okay. I don't go out there and like, you know, wear all like the golf attire or anything like that. Like I'll just show up in the Lulu. Like you're just a competitive person, so you yeah. I just I have over. to yeah. Okay, no, that makes sense. Yeah, and I really like it because like it's const- it's a constant improvement thing, right? Where you're constantly working on your swing, you're constantly working on, uh, you know, just improving whether it's your mental game or your. Whatever. There's, yeah, so there's all, you're never going to perfect everything. You're always going to find something to work on with golf. Exactly. Cool. Yeah, I might have to get some lessons and figure it all out. And also, the one that always confuses me is like, okay, so I shoot left. I've always been a lefty. But then someone was like, no, you're probably a righty. Well, it depends on what's comfortable for you. Because I'm a, I'm a, it's so weird. So my dad shoots left in hockey. Mm-hmm. Plays like right hand in golf. golf yeah it's so strange yeah see that's what someone told me that they're like oh just because you shoot left but i'm pretty sure like like what's comfortable like do it right now like what would be comfortable i would think like is there a is there a hand that your dominant hand supposed to be on or like on top or what it's not even dominant hand because like it's just it's just what it is like for me for example my i'm right-handed mm-hmm. i shoot left in hockey yeah so which means that my right hand is on top, on top. With golf, same thing. My right hand is on top. If I did it, if I swung, you can't see it because this is a podcast, but if I swung this way, very awkward. Okay. If I swung right, very awkward. Couldn't do it. This, yeah, and I just hit the mic. So, but, but okay, <laughs> so then what, what about baseball? If you baseball, I also that, swing left. You're lefty. Yeah. And then lefty for hockey. And I'm left all the way around. And left for golf. Yes. Okay, see, that's how I would be as well then, I think. But a lot of people are right or sorry left for hockey but right for baseball and golf baseball weird that, yeah. yeah that makes no sense to me yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll have to I'll see that and I think my dad's clubs are righties and then I think my brothers are left so I'll have to see but I would like to take some lessons and maybe yeah. get out there eventually definitely I'll, t- I'll, uh, I'll take you out yeah probably teach me a lot exactly yeah or just get frustrated because you're like I don't want to play with this guy he just doesn't <laughs> know what he's doing and it ruin your game <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'll look extra good. 
we yeah, roll that. into the 19th hole, the clubhouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, about 20, 30 balls. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Give you the cheap ones. Yeah. The range exactly. balls. Stolen. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we've been going for 36 minutes even now. Yep. So I guess we should wrap it up here before we start talking about some other boring sports. Like uh, bocce? Bocce. Bocce's not boring. It's a good long game. I was thinking more baseball. I love baseball. I hate baseball. <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't get into that. No, there we go. That's but, a conversation uh, for, I was going to say another day, but maybe the golf course. For, for talk about baseball at the yeah, golf course? We can talk about well, how good it is. <laughs> all right well that's uh episode eight and uh we'll see you all next week or you'll listen to us all next week and uh we'll talk about more real estate 75 hard and maybe baseball next week maybe not <laughs> I don't, I don't. <laughs> all right